From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to episode 155 of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today I'm talking about post-traumatic stress disorder and its relationship with anxiety. I talked about trauma a few episodes back, episode number 148 to be exact. But I really want to dive further into trauma with you because I am extremely fascinated with trauma. I went through many healing exercises in my recovery from anxiety where I would release the baggage of my past, release the trauma of my past. And after the exercise, I felt lighter. I felt free, more in control. I felt like I was healed from that traumatic moment. And that fascinated me. It blew me away. And so I continued to look more into trauma because of how it affected me in my life. But before I talk about that, I want to go over your comments on last week's episode, episode uh, 154, where I talked about negative thoughts, catastrophizing. Epic Past leaves a comment saying, This could be your best podcast episode yet. Negative thoughts and catastrophizing is such a difficult problem to overcome or even get a handle on when you are suffering from anxiety. I also enjoyed that passage you read at the end. Thank you, Epic Past, for that comment. Jerome says, I did that letting go technique and boy, was that ever an experience. My body shook for a moment in a sense of peace and spaciousness came afterwards like a weight lifted from my shoulders. Truly amazing. Yes, it is truly amazing, Jerome. I would experience the same thing going through those healing exercises that release trauma. I would experience those shivers like an energy, a buildup of energy escaping my body. It is amazing. Great work, Jerome. And let's get into this episode. I want to first talk about PTSD and why people with PTSD develop a chronic high alertness and sensitivity to any novelty. Experiencing trauma at a young age, has its consequences later in life. It often makes it difficult to establish trust and stability in relationships. I think that's because there is no trust and stability and balance in yourself. There's no trust in your own body. So, How can you establish a balance in your relationship if you are walking around in derealization, depersonalization, with a lot of baggage? 
There's no love. There's no care. And that's partly due be- to the knowledge that we grow up with, not knowing that we have the tools at hand to deal with trauma, to deal with these high emotional experiences of our past, because that's what PTSD is. It's post-trauma, post-trauma. A traumatic experience could be that embarrassing moment from high school. And that is still lurking underneath the surface. And what's really fascinating about trauma is that these experiences activate the right hemisphere of the brain. The right hemisphere of the brain produces images. That's when you're in that daydreaming state, when you're driving your car and you get caught up in this traumatic moment, in this small daydream-like movie projection and you know then after a few moments you come out of it you're you were caught up in your right hemisphere so trauma activates the right hemisphere of the brain and it deactivates the left hemisphere now that's interesting because the left hemisphere is where you process words is where logical thinking takes place. That's where problem solving takes place. That's the rational brain. That's where you solve your problems, right? You engage in that self-dialogue to <clears throat> figure out what happened, right? But that's non-existent when you re-experience trauma. So you get swept up in this movie-like projection, which then brings about the same emotions you originally felt when you first went through that experience. So you're reliving the experience. Your unconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's really happening. So when you get caught up in that daydream, you're going back and bringing up those emotions. And this may might have happened to you where... You've had a day where you've you spent some time reliving past trauma and then you you had a rough day at work and you were caught in traffic and a lot of things happened to you and you come home and your spouse says, why are you so upset? And you have a hard time figuring out why you're upset. But originally, it trickled from that first moment of your day where you spent daydreaming over that past high emotional event from your past that caused you a lot of negative emotion and that negative emotion trickled outwards throughout the rest of your day it's powerful that's the power of your mind so when you're reliving this traumatic experience and because the left hemisphere is not operating in that moment we are unaware we are re-experiencing and reenacting the past. So how did you feel when you went through this traumatic moment? When you relived this traumatic moment, what did you feel? Did you feel scared, helpless, defenseless, frozen, speechless, embarrassed, shocked, ashamed, overwhelmed? 
And those same feelings come up when you read. So when you first went through that traumatic moment, you feel all of those things. You feel scared, helpless, defenseless, embarrassed, shocked, ashamed. You feel certain emotions. And then when you relive the experience, those same emotions come back. So during the original event, your fight, flight, or freeze response activated because you were in a place you didn't know. Novelty showed up. A threat to your life emerged. That's what it was. It, it was a threat to your life, your ego, right? A threat to you, yourself, a threat to you. And so your fight, flight, or freeze response comes from the amygdala, the emotional brain, the, the emotional part of your brain, the amygdala. So when you relive the experience, the same feelings emerge. You also experience visceral senses felt during the original event. So what happens when you bring about a, an experience or it just pops up randomly from your unconscious mind? It just comes about unexpectedly. I don't think it's random. I think it's just unexpectedly pop pops up what happens well you go through the experience in your mental movie you feel the negative emotion and then as soon as the the, the as soon as you get to the height of the trauma you repress you suppress the trauma you suppress it and then you get back to your day but then those negative emotions are there because well you've re you they reemerged Bessel van der Kolk his book called the, the body keeps the score. I think I talked about this during the other traumatic, uh, episode I did. Well, no, it's not a traumatic episode. It's a episode about trauma. Um, episode number 148, I believe. So I highly recommend you go and re-listen to that and also redo the traumatic exercise that I have at the end of the episode, the exercise to help you release trauma. Um, he says in his book that if you can trust your inner sensations to give you information, you will feel in control of your body, feelings, and yourself. Traumatized people learn to hide from their selves. They feel chronically unsafe inside their bodies, People who cannot comfortably notice what is going on inside become vulnerable to respond to any sensory shift, either by shutting down or by going into panic. So they develop a fear of fear itself. So that sensation you're chronically ruminating over might not be the origin. It could have been a moment from your childhood where you were around your mother who was suffering from health anxiety and you were absorbing her beliefs, her emotions, her behaviors. Also, it could have been a moment when a family member passed away and now that you're older and more aware of the vulnerabilities of life, 
that it usually come when you experience like death or a serious illness, something like that. Now you're, you're heightened and more aware and alert over the strangeness within your own self, your sensations, because of that high emotional event from your past. So that novelty of not, not, not knowing how to deal with that trauma of the death of a loved one, not knowing how to react to that or what to make of it keeps that novelty within you. It keeps it within you, lurking there, suppressed. It's not, it's yet to be resolved. Bessel describes a friendly relationship with your body as self-regulation. So self-regulation is having the tools in your tool belt to handle novelty, to handle the stress of life, the tragedy of life. I talked about this in my new video on my YouTube channel, my favorite habits to do for anxiety. And I talk about meditation. I talk about, I talk about uh, mindfulness, you know, sitting in the coffee shop, engaging in my five senses. All of my podcasts, they, they give strategies and tools to implement to handle the chaos of life. And that's self-regulation, having the confidence, having that awareness over yourself to implement these strategies when necessary so that you can feel grounded and prepared for the day. And then Bessel, he goes on to describe external regulation as being habits that mask underlying suppressed issues like medications, drugs, alcohol, reassurance seeking, TV, Googling. You're masking the issues. It's masking strategies. But no matter how much you ignore and suppress the trauma, it shows up in symptoms. It will show up. Your unconscious mind will do its absolute best to tell you that there are unresolved traumas that need to be dealt with. There are traumas there lurking because, well, how do you feel? Are you living chaotically? Are there many things you're obsessing over? Is, does everything seem too overwhelming? Are you going through derealization? Do you have strange bodily sensations? Your unconscious is doing its best to make suppressed and repressed negative traumatic moments known to you. It's doing its absolute best because your unconscious is telling you that, hey, it needs to be resolved. I need to heal. I need to heal. A part of you needs to know that it is safe, that what happened in your past is safe and needs to remain in the past. The reason why you keep re-experiencing that trauma, it well, it's still novelty to you. 
it's still this bubble of uncertainty lurking within you. Because what happens when you confront uncertainty? Your anxiety response kicks in. You experience high emotion. And the more adrenaline you experience, the more the memory, the more vivid the memory becomes, which is really interesting. So if it's extremely high emotional to you, when you relive the trauma, it'll be high emotional to you. That's fascinating. That really is. So you're still treating this novelty as if it's a threat to your life because your anxiety response activates when there's a perceived danger. There's a perceived threat, danger. This moment from your past was beyond your understanding of the world and it needs to be understood in order for you to let it go. PTSD is disassociation. The goal of healing is association, integrating the novelty of the trauma. In other words, to understand what happened. Your unconscious wants to understand what happened so that you don't walk into the same pit again in the future. That's its safety mechanism working at its finest. It doesn't want you to go through that moment again. It wants to do its best to solve the problem so that you can avoid that situation again in the future. That's really interesting. And also, the unconscious wants to recognize that that was then and this is now. That belongs in the past where it belongs and it's time to be here in this moment. So a part of you could be stuck in the past and a part of you is if you're reliving these daydream-like movie projections throughout your days. You're stuck in the past. Mindfulness is the first step to overcoming trauma. Through practices like body scan meditations and letting go techniques, you re-experience the feelings without labels. I went through this letting go technique on last week's episode and Jerome, who left the comment at the beginning of this episode, experienced the benefits of that letting go technique because what happened with him was you re-experience the feelings, you let them arise from the unconscious without any repression because what happens when we are driving along and we experience a past trauma, we experience it, but at the height of the trauma, we then suppress the trauma, right? We suppress it right away because it's so overwhelmingly negative. But in the letting go technique, you go through the 
feelings. You let them arise, the emotions arise, and you let the emotions come up as they have been always trying to do. They've been trying to come up for a long time. You cry, you feel the feelings without labeling them until they subside. It's like facing the thing you least want to face, confronting the dragon voluntarily. That's what you do when you do this letting go technique and you practice mindfulness. You're facing these things voluntarily. When you're in the car driving and it pops up from your unconscious mind, the trauma, you're not voluntarily wanting to confront it at that moment. You suppress it as fast as you can. And then it stays there. So the buildup of all that energy stays there lurking within you. All that built-up energy needs to find a way out. In Bessel, he claims that mindfulness strengthens the medial prefrontal cortex, the more developed part of our brains. Inactivation of the medial prefrontal cortex impairs the recall of fear memory learned the previous day. That's really interesting too. Mindfulness, it helps to recall repressed memories and, it, and begin to make new associations with the trauma and safety. Fascinating. I also ask myself, why are we living so comfortably than ever before in human history, but feel the most anxiety and depression than ever before in human history? What is going on? And I'm thinking that we get caught up in too much comfort. People who go through anxiety and are experiencing anxiety and who live in pain and suffering, they make pain and suffering their normal. And so it becomes their way of being. But people need novelty. We are novelty-seeking creatures. And so novelty can arise in, well, we can look at novelty as negative and positive. For an anxiety sufferer, it can be negative in the sense that, well, anxiety sufferers unconsciously are trying to seek out drama from their partner, from their family, from work. Maybe they're engaging in impulsive habits, new impulsive habits, they're desperately looking for novelty, for something new. But those impulsive habits only lead to more anxiety. So that novelty is very unhealthy. Healthy novelty is someone like my old self who was transitioning to anxiety, who was beginning to learn about anxiety. I started from square one with anxiety. What is anxiety? What is anxiety all about? What is going on inside my body? What can I do to overcome anxiety? 
This is novelty in the healthy sense that I'm reaching outside of what I knew into this new area of information. I'm gathering this new information in novelty because in novelty, that's where you gather new information. And I started to incorporate that new information into my being and that supported my higher self. And so you can have this healthy novelty of I'm going to practice meditation. Meditation is a healthy novelty. It's something new to you, but it'll help you reach your higher self. Unhealthy novelty is I want to do something new. I'm going to take this drug. I'm going to eat this new cake that I haven't tried before. I'm going to engage in this new dating app and just engage in my impulsive pleasures without wanting to engaging in any real meaningful relationship. So that's interesting. That's worth thinking about. And lastly, I just want to mention my program has a releasing trauma exercise included in the program. So when you do this exercise, any unresolved issue from your past will bubble up if you truly ask yourself, is there anything from my past that I really want to mend and heal from? Let them, and you'll see that when you do this exercise, it'll bubble up and I guide you through this guided audio how to heal yourself and attach safety to this past high emotional event. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. That's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. I hope to see you on the next podcast or video. Bye for now. Brad's Powerful Anxiety Recovery Program is now available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project Program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.